although it has only been a couple of years since he coached Tampa Bay. Uh, it is a team who most of their players were in the system when he was coaching there, not in the National Hockey League. And I asked Guy Boucher when we spoke to him a little earlier today about how aware he was while he was coaching the Lightning of all the talent that was about to come to the NHL from within their system. Uh, well, before my first year, no, because everything uh, we needed to build, actually, I still remember uh, Steve Eisenman and I sitting in, in that first summer, we're looking at the board, and half our board was empty, and uh, Steve had a, a lot of guys to sign, a lot of free agents to fill the lineup, and uh, the first year we did terrific, uh, but he had already told me beforehand that the second year we'd lose a lot of players, so we lost seven guys that, that second year. We were trying to bring in new guys, but uh, most of these kids uh, either came after or when they were there, they were too young. They weren't ready at all, so we tried to patch up that second year to try to buy time for these guys to come in. But we knew we knew for sure that uh, you know, Conacher back then, who, who later gave uh, Bishop, which I didn't coach, but uh, uh, and then Johnson, uh, free agent, and a lot of these guys after, either by the draft or a lot of free agents signed, a lot of smart free agents, uh, Suster and all these guys. Uh, you know, I saw them, but I never coached them. Actually, the funny thing is, people ask me all the time, my, my old team, but really there's only two players I've coached on that team is it's Stamkos and, uh, and Hedman. I mean, the 22 guys are, have come in in the last two years. I think Steve did, a, and, and Julian and the rest of the organization uh, did a terrific job of either scouting or signing guys in free agency uh, or developing them. But uh, it's uh, it, we, we knew a lot of these guys are terrific guys, Palat included, all these guys, uh, but they needed time at that point. And, uh, and you can see now what, what that's giving. I mean, this is a terrific group of, of, of players. Wow, two players left on that team uh, that you coached two years later. I can't get you to break down the Tampa Bay roster, as you say, because there's not a lot of guys on that team you coached. I guess there's more guys on the Montreal Canadiens that you would have coached when you were coaching in Hamilton uh, than you had experience coaching on Tampa Bay. <laughs> there actually is. That's the funny thing. Uh, obviously, they are an end, and Pacioretty and Subban are you know, three guys that were... Um, you know, players that we knew were going to become good players. So I'm, I'm quite fortunate to to have been, uh, you know, I've, I've passed in, in, in their way. And, uh, you know, they've been doing terrific since then. They've developed. They've become men and, and leaders. And, uh, and yeah, this is a great series for me to, to follow. I mean, there's uh, obviously close interest for me, either because I started with Montreal as a professional coach, and then Eisenman gave me, Steve gave me my, uh, my first uh, professional job in the NHL. And uh, yeah, there's good people in both organizations, and uh, it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to wish everybody good luck. But I think it's uh, this series for me is a perfect representation of what uh, of what hockey is now, the new NHL, with the rules that have changed. Um, you know, the speed of the game, what I call the machine generation, the kids so so in shape, so fast, so strong. Um, you know, two teams are built similarly, I think, with uh, with big goaltenders, uh, big mobile defensemen, uh, speed and skill with the forwards. I mean, this is this is what the game is all about right now. In conversation with Guy Boucher, the coach of SC Byrne, former coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning, we mentioned the guys who come up through the Tampa Bay system and then the guys that you coached in Hamilton who became Montreal Canadiens. One topic that comes up a lot here in Toronto is people get concerned or worried or disappointed in the number of players who are developed at the American Hockey League level 
uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Is this series a good example of the importance of that stage between junior hockey and the NHL, of, of getting those players right while they're in the AHL on the way to the NHL? I mean, if you look at uh, organizations uh, like Detroit, for instance, I mean, they're famous for getting their guys ready. Uh, I like, I respect uh, what Detroit does is, is uh, you know, they draft and they they take the time that it takes to build the players in the American League. And sometimes I, I see it too many times, whether it's the NHL or, or the other leagues, you try to hurry up. And your your young guys in the lineup either because of uh, money issue or or a cap or uh, or because you, you know you you just think that uh, you can accelerate the process and I think you really got to make the right decisions for for not just the team but but for the individual because uh, I've seen it we've made some mistakes in Tampa I mean and and I've seen it before either in junior where you, you got guys and you try to hurry up their process and everybody. Everybody's got their own um, path, and you got to respect that. And so, yes, it is. It is extremely important to draft well. It is really important to develop, because then you don't have to trade and, and give away assets. And definitely, you, you build from within with your own values. So it's a lot easier uh, to get your culture, the culture that you want. And, and it's clear that the teams have been able to do that. They, they have a tendency to uh, to have many years with consistency. Uh, and some other teams don't. I mean, I, I certainly don't want to talk about Toronto because I, I sure. you know, I don't want to. But uh, when you look at the teams that uh, that have done well with their draft, it, it's made a huge difference. And um, and I think you look at Montreal and you look at that Tampa. Those are two perfect examples. I, I know both head scouts, uh, terrific people, knowledgeable guys, guys who worked extremely hard, and and they certainly, you know, as individuals, made a big difference in in the organization because now you you can see what the and what those organizations are uh, are looking like they're they're both at the top and um yeah that's a that's a great way of doing things but having said that i think that you can't escape the fact that at some point or another you have to make some trades and find some free agents to um to back up you know the players that you have especially i find uh with leadership uh i think it starts and ends with leadership so if you have that uh, then all the young guys that you have are going to are gonna be raised in the right way and you're going to have the right culture. We're in conversation with Guy Boucher, the coach of SC Burn in the Swiss League, also the former coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning. A topic came up on this station earlier this week, Guy, and it was related to the possibility, and with all due respect to Michelle Therrien, who was coaching the Montreal Canadiens, there's no indication he's going to be let go. But if the Canadians were in the market for a coach and Mike Babcock was on the free agent market, the question was, could the Montreal Canadiens hire a unilingual English coach if it was somebody with the status and credentials of Mike Babcock? And, of course, he has the history of McGill. You're from the province of Quebec. You have a history of McGill as well. I'd be interested in your perspective on that question, theoretical as it is. <laughs> That's a loaded one. Uh, it, it, obviously, I mean, Mike's doing a terrific job. So, I mean, it's clear that his job is not in jeopardy. Um, but, I mean, you're right. Hypothetically, if if the, if a job was open, and you know, you didn't have to fire somebody, but if a job was open, I'm I'm always for who's the best person available. Period. So, whether it was in Can in, in Quebec or, or in the U.S. or here in Switzerland. My philosophy, my personal philosophy, not the Canadians' philosophy, I'm just talking about my own, 
Uh, it's always hire the best person available, the one with the best credentials, no matter what his, his, his language is. And obviously coaching is the number one thing is communication. That, that has to be your best asset. But it doesn't mean that in your staff you don't have other people that can help you if there's different languages that, uh, that need to be uh, taken care of. For example, when we get Russians, when we get Czechs, and when we get players from uh, other countries who don't speak a word in English, we do have to make efforts and, and, it's, and, and get those guys to get on board. So uh, for me, whether you're, you're, you're any language, it's clear that if you're the best coach, I mean, you should get hired, period. And uh, I, I got a, in Drummondville in junior, um, I had a guy from the U.S., from Boston, uh, who was obviously never spoke mm-hmm. French in his life. And uh, that was a big story. You know, I wanted to hire a guy who never <laughs> doesn't speak French. And to be honest with you, I didn't care. I just hired the best guy. We had him in. It was a terrific year. We won the championship. We never had an issue. Uh, so for me, it's hire the best coach available, period. So that's but that's just my opinion. You know, I was raised in a bilingual environment, so <laughs> I'm a little biased. <laughs> uh, speaking of the best candidate, available to be a coach. There are a lot of people who put you on that list as NHL vacancies uh, open up here at the end of the season. What is your degree of interest in returning to the National Hockey League, and do you have a timeline in your head for when you'd like to do that? Well, I've never hid the fact that uh, I definitely do want to go back. Uh, I have another year of my contract here. Uh, family's happy, had a terrific year, saw all the good things, uh, learned and then grew. And, uh, you know, I've, I've got no problem staying here. Uh, but yes, you know, I, I, last year I couldn't accept it because I didn't have an out clause. This year I do have an out clause. Uh, but it would certainly be in the right situation with the right people. And if I fit, uh, it would certainly interest me. But like I said, it has to be in the, in the right, uh, in, in the right situation because I have a very good situation right now, but uh, I've been approached. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a possibility. Uh, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. I'm uh, sorry. Did you say you've been approached? Yes, <laughs> but, but, but you won't, you won't get anything else out of me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, that's pretty good as it is, Key. We'll take that. That's all right. Uh, Listen, we uh, wish you continued luck over in Europe if that's uh, where you decide to to, uh, extend your career. And if you're coming back to the National Hockey League, well, we'll see you soon.